the Zeitgeist features four different personalities who provide their spin on what's being talked about right now in today's culture. Their conversations include current news, celebrity culture, politics, and more. The moderator starts and ends each discussion. The comedian holds nothing back. The wild card keeps you on your toes. And the analyst breaks it all down into easy-to-understand points. Welcome to the Zeitgeist. Episode 22. Hello, Zeitgeist listeners. This is your moderator, Brandy, here on this snowy East Coast Saturday. Um, I am here with the comedian Ayana. Why are you so low energy all of a sudden? <laughs> all right, so all right Donald Trump. On? All right, what Donald Trump. On? Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the season. I don't know. It is Sit up. All right, guys, we'll start over. I don't want to sound like low, low energy. Didn't she sound low energy? Yes. Is me? <laughs> I was like, is she laying down? What are you doing? Well, now like, you want to, now you want to start over. See, I'm that could have been in the show. Y'all, <laughs> y'all hard on folk. Oh. Well, it was like this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Zeitgeist. We're on the snowy East Coast. Hey, you know what it sounded? Yeah. It sounded like a, it sounded like a pilot. You know how a pilot? Yeah. <laughs> We're now it's like some NPR show or something. We need to break out the jazz music for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get back. All right, take two. Hey, everybody! <laughs> no. <laughs> now, if you're wondering why I just opened up the show as if I was Barney, um, <laughs> my co-host previously <laughs> insulted me for being a little too sultry, NPR. So I'm giving you guys... Uh, it's okay. You're the one who said, Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Zeitgeist <laughs> on a snowy East Coast Saturday. I was wondering what kind of podcast we were doing. This sounded real sexy all of a sudden. I'm here with real the comedian. Sexy. How are you doing, comedian? I'm doing quite well. I'm doing quite well. Oh, my God, guys. It is snowing on the East Coast. If you guys haven't noticed, I'm sure every news station is, you know, using that as an opportunity to cover mm. this. Um, so I don't think we need to talk about it. But it's no. true. It really is snowing. Yay. We're in. I made it to the grocery store before all of the bread was gone. Oh, that good. Did exciting. you get your milk and eggs, though, as well? I'm not going to talk about those bread shelves. <laughs> Clementine. What is wrong with y'all? I don't, people don't buy bread like that regularly. Why do they get in the snowstorm? Well, I, I will, I will say this. The bread, at least the bread isn't that perishable. But when it comes to milk and eggs, if you lose your power... That's done. Well, see, I think every I think this all started from how we created French toast. So French toast was created during the war when oh, it was. Wow. French toast was not <laughs> it was not I'm making this up. So just go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not making this up. 
It wasn't created by the French. It was created during the war. When all the people had left over was bread, <laughs> milk, and eggs. They mixed it together. They started a fire, and they made something called French toast because I think they were stationed in France at the time. So that's how French – I think that's why when we hear about a storm, everybody runs for bread, milk, and eggs because they're thinking about you know the fact that you can make French toast if it gets really bad. So well, there are French toast – there are French toast meters now in regards to snowstorms. People do have that. Um, what? I've, what I've meters? Read, yeah, yeah, meters, meters. Yeah, where they go, you know, how much bread you need and or milk and eggs. Because, you know, just like Brady was saying, those are the ingredients to make French toast. But what I've read is it started in some snowstorm, I think, in the 70s or something. Um, and oh. moved on from there. So that was a wonderful history of French toast. Thank you for that, moderator. So we started <laughs> off with things we don't care about. <laughs> fruit that doesn't perish easily or canned goods that's the stuff you'd want bread okay fine i see that milk and eggs and ice cream yes look it's cold. all i know is when i go into the store before a snowstorm okay it's like there's some monster on the loose and all it eats is bread that's how it looks. <laughs> like he just came through and it's just like right. all the shelves are empty. It's I like, don't know what you people are, what is going on. I guess the fresh toast angle clears it up for me, but someone please tell me. No one is thinking about French toast when they're grabbing bread. They're grabbing bread like they're grabbing toilet paper, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, guys. All right, so let's let's get let's get our intros out of the way before we get into the sizzle. So I know we started with our um on, on the origin of French toast, and if anybody else has a really cool story, share it with us. We'd <laughs> love to hear it. You know, we, we don't know how half of this stuff was created. Hey, look, uh, I learned. I learned something today. <laughs> cool. So I am Brandy, your moderator, and I am joined today by the comedian Ayana. Hello, everybody. Chauncey, the analyst. How's it going? And Chris. Our resident wild card. I just want to say I may be low energy because I'm snowed in and I got no coffee this morning. Oh, oh but you have a coffee maker that you are not using. <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the appropriate um K cups? No. Yes. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Let's just be honest. Yeah, you you have to go buy the coffee. You do need all right, to do that. All right. That I didn't want to turn this into bastard wild card. <laughs> 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 You're always giving us something extra in your intro anyway. You're always giving something extra. That's look, why you want a card. Look, let me tell you, a word of advice. If people buy you a gift, you better use it, and I mean in a timely manner. <laughs> you didn't ask about it. I or they joke. will come for you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Cool, guys. So let's jump into the sizzle. We have to address this unacceptable situation that's going on in, in Flint, Michigan, where we have a government who told these people, these residents, that it was okay to drink water that looked like it was coming from a sewer. And, you know, people trust their government. They believe them. And then come to find out this water has been lead infested and people are not happy and this is going on in America like we're we're getting clean water over in Africa all the time you got every celebrity with a non-profit going over to Africa to give clean water but right here good old USA 
you got people in Flint, Michigan, with uh, getting lead poison. Yeah, and you, you know, speaking of that, Cher was actually on TV recently talking about that. How look, I do this stuff in Africa. I didn't think I'd have to do it here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to be fair to these people, Brandy. They weren't drinking that water. They knew something was up with that water. They did not right. trust their government. I'll tell you that. When they saw that brown sludge coming out, they were like, wait a minute. So this is also the state government, right? Well, let took me, over. Let's get oh, you're that. gonna go into that? Okay. Yeah. So this is this uh, started about two years ago. The state of Michigan decided to save money by switching Flint's water supp- supply from Lake Huron, one of the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. To the Flint River, which is notoriously filthy. Like yep. everybody knows it. Yeah, so everyone. the state forced the city to do that. And the state did not provide the adequate chemicals to kill off those things that could kill people or harm their health in other ways. So they didn't even they didn't even treat the water appropriately. Because they were talking about how pipes and other things in that location were corroding. So this is just crazy. And of course the governor, he's a Republican, if you want to get into politics, he's apologized and all of this stuff and says don't make it political. You're a politician. It's political. Uh, The mayor at the time of Flint is no longer in office. They have a new mayor. She's a Democrat. So we have all of that going on. And the thing is, this is a, a community that is largely of, of color, uh, largely uh, uh, poor. Yeah. And of course, when it comes to that combination, you get these kinds of travesties. Um, and the thing about lead poisoning, especially in children, it, it's irreversible damage. Uh, once it's done, there's there's no like, oh, we can help you out. I mean, they're talking about, oh, some people were saying, oh, it's so glad that now they're getting the health support they need. Yeah, but the damage is done. It's done. Yeah, it's done. I mean, I would venture to say across the country in different places, we lost a lot of minority youth to lead poisoning. We could talk about lead paint back in, what was that, 70s, 80s maybe? Yeah, back, yeah. yeah. Right, you have that. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's also... Uh, a belief that there's this kind of issue in other places in New Orleans being one of those those places. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those things, kind of Pandora's box. Once it's in the uh, public, uh, I guess in the frontal lobe and in the, in the mind of the public, then you start looking for other places. So I, I know I read an article, I believe, where some of the New Orleans people were saying, "Hey, wait a minute, our water's been mm-hmm. screwed up for years." Yeah, that that so, water tastes horrible. Like, right. Yeah. I, yeah. You so it really, it's. It, I mean, it, it's somewhat frightening almost to me um, that these people aren't protected. I mean, even on the lowest level Mm -hmm. on the ground floor. I mean, and I believe they switched the water and they saved $100 a day or something? And that was for not treating it, I believe. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And and yeah, you're right. Instead of because uh, outside of Flint, they do pull water from uh, cleaner sources, and they could have done that for, like you said, like a hundred dollars a day or something. Right. Uh, and, and this, and this all started. The, the revelation started because uh, a pediatrician in Flint decided to test her patients because she'd heard about it. She's like, I don't believe that. She tested their blood and saw those alarming levels of lead, um, and and then has been pushing up against uh, all of the false propaganda from that state government. 
So good for her. They've now put her in charge of overseeing the the testing of kids and the treatments uh, because they're going to need long lasting care. Right. This is uh, life life altering. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just, you know, I can't say I'm surprised. I can't say I, I'm surprised. Well, yeah, I'm I'm as, as cynical as they get, so I'm not. This stuff doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. It just doesn't. Ayana, you want to weigh in? I, I don't know why it surprises me, uh, but it does. Just the level of... Whenever people are tr- tr- not treated like human beings, I'm surprised. Um, especially, like you said, we're in America. It's not like we're in a third world country. Um, so this shouldn't be an issue mm-hmm. at all, but here we are. And from yeah, a political standpoint, I believe Snyder was one of these Republican rising stars. I think if you go back and to that's last the, year. that's the Michigan governor you're talking about. Right, the Michigan governor. He was one of those, you know, people to watch in their party. So just to give you some context there, he was a big shot. You know, maybe someone who could run for president, I believe, is how he was propped up almost. So, And that's because if you can be the Republican governor of Michigan... True. That it's not like you're in a red state. That's that's a state that can swing, you know, all right. of that. So, right. um, hey, it's chilling to me. I mean, it just yeah, it's just it's proof once again mm-hmm. of what's really going on in this country. Right. Um, and... Look throughout the history of the country. If you want to go back to the Tuskegee experiment or other things like that, it's just a, a, a series of sinister. Occurrences, I'll call them. Yeah, and just and just remember, everybody, they took lead out of pencils for a reason. <laughs> right. Yeah, because lead has has a sweet taste, and people usually, you know, chew on pencils. Like that's something that's that people do, and so it would actually attract people to continue to. Really, I didn't know that. It has yeah. a sweet taste. It does. It has a sweet taste. So, uh, yeah, I mean, kudos to the to the doctor, and shame to the to the state. Politics. This week, we're going to talk about our good friend. Bernie Sanders Feel the burn his, uh, his thoughts around reparations and uh, Bernie's not having reparations no, moderator, what are reparations? <laughs> okay reparations reparations are a way to um, pay people back or pay someone back for a wrongdoing so it's like you're making them whole for doing something wrong to them. Like take for instance 400 years of slavery in America that uh, was brought on from, you know, black people who told, were told they were, you know, kind of coming over to be indentured servants, which are not slaves. The indentured servants are totally different than what slavery was and they got here and everything, you know, was different. So we have all of these people who own all these, we have all these slave owners, these white, you know, people that own a bunch of people from Africa who came and built this country and it allowed them to be able to create generational wealth and us as uh, being descendants of those people who built this country were promised uh, 40 acres and a mule that was what we were told we were going to get which is a land to allow you to be able to establish something and then a mule to be able allow you to be able to mend the land and create some type of money you could you know they were sharecroppers you know pretty much you know they know how to grow stuff so that becomes an economy but we were never we were never given that and um to this day 2016 you know people are always talking about you know one of the biggest issues with black people and the stuff that we see going on with in the news with us is it's it comes it streams it stems from our lack 
of economic empowerment and that economic empowerment has been taken away from us from number one it was never given to us initially and then number two even when we try to do it ourselves i.e black wall street people come in and still tear it down so you know when you have a president coming in or, or, or this presidential all these presidents potentially to come in you know in the midst of of a of a climate that's insanely like racially you know there's so much racial tension and racial issues going on i mean we opened up with the situation in flint you know this wouldn't have happened in wichita kansas i'm sure mm-hmm. um, you know so so reparations making us whole so bernie was asked you know how does he feel about reparations and i think he said well he said he had a, it's a very specific word that he said well let me read his response in full okay. and, uh, the atlantic actually has a nice article on this yeah uh, written by Tanahasi coates who's actually gotten pushback from others which we'll get to um so here's what bernie said in full when he was asked whether he was in favor of reparations for slavery quote no i don't think so first of all its likelihood of getting through congress is nil second of all i think it would be very divisive the real issue is when we look at the poverty rate among the african-american community or maybe i should say it like him when we look at the high unemployment rate in the african-american community we have a lot of work so i think what we should be talking about is making massive investments in rebuilding our cities and creating millions of decent paying jobs and making public colleges and universities tuition free basically targeting our federal resources to the areas where it is needed the most and where it is needed the most is in impoverished communities often african-american and latino <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Thank you. <laughs> no. now that sounds reasonable if you are thinking this way i have to be president of the united states uh i'm not gonna get voted in in favor being in favor of reparations true so politically that makes sense. However, 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 Bernie Sanders feel the burn revolution coming with yep. everything else. You're ready to dismantle the whole government, change it into something else. But now this now you're talking about going through Congress is nil. All of your <laughs> policies are going to get right. What are you talking about? And that's what Todd Hudson Coates was talking about. Right. Saying, look, we're coming to you for this because of your platform nobody gave you that you're the one who said that you've always been an outsider you've always uh fought the establishment all of this stuff you're talking about you call it planet planned parenthood establishment you call it NARAL establishment you call it other people establishment who've been fighting against uh certain things going on in this country that aren't good so why don't you stand up for this as well why not so that's the argument Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what the key is you got to draw that distinction um that line because he is what i call a pizza party candidate <laughs> and i'll explain i'll explain that a bit when 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 i was in middle school or, 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 and, and you would always have you want to run for president or what middle school high school whatever and the person that won was always the person who promised friday pizza party <laughs> <laughs> It would get everyone riled up. Gears. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it was for some other people. Maybe it was the ice cream party, ice cream social. I don't know, but that was oh, one. Or the, the school dances. That was the another school one. School dance. Oh, another one was vending machines. That was another one they were promised. So, point is. You're dating yourself with all that. I am. 
but people, okay, candidates, I, I liken that Bernie Sanders to this kind of candidate where he's promising all these free things, all these wonderful things. They are, they're great. Yeah. Yet, yet impossible. <laughs> you don't think so, the revolution is coming? Look. He says, look, the only way this is yes. going to work is if we get the people out into the streets. In the streets. Revolution's coming. And if you elect me, if I become the Democratic nominee, there will be a revolution <laughs> that will lead to fundamental change in this country. That's what he says. That's now, his candidacy my question, in a nutshell, yes. Why do we need to nominate you to get that to happen? It makes no sense. All of a sudden, people are going to go, oh, Bernie's the Democratic nominee. Let's go out to the streets. Yeah. It's, <laughs> see, again, this is all how do you look at politics and what do you consider to be possible? Are you even thinking that way? Yeah. Okay, the president is not uh, <laughs> a, a magician in chief. Yeah, yeah but you're, exactly. That's better. I was going to say dictator, but yes, the magician in chief. So when they sell you all of these things, when they try to sell you, I'm going to give you a pizza party, you know, metaphorically speaking, every Friday. You really got to look at them with the, you know, squint your eyes a bit. And then what happens, and circling back around to the point is, when you build your candidacy on things that aren't getting through Congress, okay, and then someone asks you about another topic involving minorities or, or, or um, more explicitly speaking, African-Americans, descendants of slaves, and then you want to get pragmatic, that's an issue. Now, see, his base is white liberal voters and independents, uh, largely white men. Yes. So this is where everybody, he's a politician just like all the rest of them. Hello. Now remember, we're all people of color, so let me tell all of you what he would say to us. He says, when his message comes out, we will then go for him. Because yes. people of color right now on the Democratic side are supporting Hillary Clinton overwhelmingly. But we just haven't heard his message yet. Yes, the blacks okay. haven't heard his message, the blacks. When is he coming out with said message? Well, he's starting it. <laughs> the, the message, by the way, is not tailored to people of color. It's the same message for everyone. Yeah. It's not televised. It's the rising tide. The rising tide will lift all votes. Yes. It's kind of like, like the approach Obama took as well. It is. It's, it's actually Obama on steroids. Yes. Right. Obama was, was hope and change. He's revolution. Like, that's the distinction. Um, so, and, and another thing I was reading, going back to Flint, and then we can cap this. Yeah. Because in, in the last Democratic debate, Hillary Clinton was the one to bring the Flint, Michigan lead water thing up. She yeah. brought it up. Not the moderators, not anybody else. And, and also, she sent, and the mayor has attested to this as well, right, of Flint, that she sent two of her aides. Yes, that's what, yes. Uh -huh. I'll let you get, I'll let you get mm -hmm. Okay. So if she mentioned that, and then people are like, well, why didn't you go yourself? Stop it. First of all, one of those aides worked for one of the senators in Michigan. So it, mm -hmm. there's logic here. And yes, the mayor of Flint said, look, she's the only one who's done anything right. of note. Now, Bernie Sanders said, I called for the governor of Michigan to resign. So those that's really the difference. You have practical politics from Hillary Clinton, which people don't like. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like. Some people do like it. And then you have the revolution swinging for the fences of Bernie Sanders of stuff that's never going to happen. Yeah, right. let's just call right. for his resignation. Let's do that. Yeah, no, step down. 
Well, that's well, that's, that's a good that's a great segue into odd news. Odd news. The RZA, you know, suggests that if you know black kids, you know, dress properly. Oh boy. They won't be uh, you know, threatening to the cops, and that's never going to happen. Um, so if you guys haven't heard the RZA, the RZA is uh, one of the members of the Wu Tang Clan, um, a hip hop group from the '90s, real yeah. grass starting kind of group out in the streets of the 90s, CDs, right? Um, RZA has gone on to, you know, produce Asian sounding music for lots of soundtracks. Uh, you might know some of his work from, I think he did like some Quentin Tarantino, like yes. uh, one of his soundtracks. Kill Bill for his yes, Kill Bill, yes. Exactly. Um, so RZA, RZA came out with, with, with the, um, the All Lives Matter, you know, black black guys, you know, black youth. If, if you want the cops to, you know, not shoot you for just being black, put on a suit. I mean, that's all you got. <laughs> right. Why y'all out here in the streets with sneakers and t-shirts? Like, who? What? Why? Why? Would what, what? What would he say to uh, Walter Scott's uh, corpse? Walter Scott, the guy that got shot in the back, right? Yeah. yeah. What about him? I mean, now let's read his quotes. Yeah, because they were crazy. <laughs> y'all, should, y'all, y'all, really, y'all really gonna do this? To me? Comedian. Yes. yes. I, I just want everyone to know that the wild card is taking this very hard. I am so disappointed <laughs> because I am such a, am such and was such a Wu Tang Clan fan. I and wonder what not the rest of Wu Tang thinks about this. This is not to um, drag the rest of the clan into this. But the clan. you can't use the clan when we're talking about well, that's, what we call that's what we call them. <laughs> that's what we call them. You know, that's what we call them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's very disappointing. I would love to know what they think. Um, Ghostface, Raekwon, all those guys that y'all pretty much grew up with. Wait a minute, wild card. We're going to let you talk. Let me get these Okay, all right. All right. All right. I'm, I'm grieved. I'm in mourning. This is at thegrio.com. They got it all written. Uh, quote, of course, black lives matter. All lives matter. I stopped eating meat. Because their lives matter to me. I don't think it's necessary for us to grow a cow to kill it. In the old days, a cop, you'd let him in your house and give him a cookie and milk. Now that there's been so much police brutality, a lot of the young people are scared of the cops. When you think about some of the brothers who are being brutalized by the police, you also got to have them take a look and us take a look in the mirror at the image we portray. If I'm a cop and every time I see a young black youth, whether I watch them on TV, movies, or just see them hanging out, and they're not looking properly dressed, properly refined, you know, carrying themselves, conducting themselves proper hours of the day, things that a man does, you're going to have a certain fear and stereotype of them. <laughs> Unquote. When was the last time we saw RZA in a suit? Never. Thank you. Well, wait, wait, wait. That's not fair. Let's Google RZA in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> This is, is, um, most people will know him, uh, Big Afro, headband, Wu-Tang hoodie, Wu-Wear, um, gold fang teeth. Yes. Right. Okay, this is how we know him. I don't know what, it was he kid that and replaced, I don't know what happened. Um, those of us who, like I said, who are familiar with the Wu-Tang Clan, that is not, that is some hardcore, I mean, it's not gangster rap, but it is street infused street inspired a dirty sound um i don't know what ha- i mean I, actually i do know what happened i don't want to be act like i'm naive I, I know he's been working in hollywood now he's broadened his horizons so it benefits him 
career-wise to go, you know, all Uncle Ruckus on us. And I don't know when the cops became Santa Claus. <laughs> I'll be talking the milk. I have found pictures of him in a suit. Um. <laughs> yeah, and this is just, it's startling. I mean, you know, we're getting more and more of this to happen. And I think we're even going to talk about someone a little later on. Oh, he God. is in a suit with a tank top and a... Um, exactly. <laughs> and a tank top. <laughs> and, and, a, and, a, and a, you said a do-rag? A do-rag. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right, right, right. That's, that's how it looks. I mean, and this guy, he, he had the, the Grave Diggers project. I mean, I can go on and on about his rap career. And now, no, he's, and now he's comparing us to animals. I'm like, what are, yeah, right? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, I've always wondered how this works logistically. Do 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 these do our brothers and sisters that make it get called into some room? No. And then talk to hey, can we release you on no, your your brethren and sister? Is that what happens? Then they they, then start, they, come out? they they start working in the industry, which is largely white. They become friends with these people. They become business partners with these people. So when they hear this stuff, they then think they need to compensate for being black. That's what happens. So it's like, oh no, it's not me. It's them. It's them. The way they dress. It's like, what? I'm like, maybe the, he doesn't have mirrors in this house. Right. You know, how about we need to look in the mirror? You need to look in the mirror. Right, look, and, and you know, full disclosure, you know, and, and some of you know, I, I can be pretty hard on Jay-Z, right? Yes. That has really been my stance. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 it's a roller coaster ride with me and Jay Z. But I mean, now I, I'm, a, I'm apologizing because a lot of these people that I really uh, was with are turning out to be frauds or Uncle Tom's, and I'm distraught. So, um, not that Jay Z cares or anyone knew. I want to apologize to that man because I have really been hard on him, and he, you know, relatively speaking, based on this, doesn't deserve it. I can't believe it. Yeah. I can't listen to Wu-Tang with a clear conscience now. And then you even contrast it to someone uh, like LeBron. Yes, it's a lot of people that I really was hard on. Yeah, doing great stuff. So Doing great, right, doing great things. And this is where you always have to reevaluate yourself and, 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 and things like that. And they're doing great things. Meanwhile, the people that you may have cast as heroes is a strong word, but I'm going to use that for lack of better terminology, as heroes come out, you know, giving cop cookies and milk. And, and look, and, and no one's saying all cops are bad. I don't know why this is not no, the no, point. No, 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 yeah, right, right. That's not the point. No one's saying that. Right. All right, what's no, next? That's not what we're doing. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> what do you have to say? That's what we're doing. Oh, thank you. I was, I was, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I was just still looking at pictures of him in suits. Um, <laughs> he has a lot of pictures in suits, and he has a cheetah print button down, just in case anybody was interested. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this, I'll, I'll just say this. This um, probably for me and my brother is uh, may hit a little harder. <laughs> and I know Brandy. I don't know how deeply entrenched you were in the Wu Tang. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Wu Tang. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was hurt when I heard that from them. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm like Coon Train material. Like I just, you know, put them. Yeah. Train, and it's sad. We keep I don't, using these. I, I don't. I don't think anybody surprises me these days. They're putting. I mean. We just finished talking about Flint. I don't know. This doesn't surprise me. Like I'm more shocked by the Flint situation than I am by 
Really? Yeah, I mean, because like you said, when folks get indoctrinated into, you know, that type of, that, that lifestyle, I, I don't think it's possible for them to remain the same. Uh, and I, 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 I've never been. Some people. I've never been. Well, see, the, the odd thing, the, the surprising thing is his reasoning. It's not even right. a stance. Yeah. It's like that, you're describing yourself. Yeah. yeah no, you're describing I, yourself. I would want to know how that even came up in conversation. Like that, that to me, because I feel like there's something that we have to, I, I just refuse to believe he just came out of his mouth like that. I'm like, there has to be other discussion around that that we weren't privy to because that's just, that's just really odd. Just to, Well, I think to the point, if we compare it, I think with the Flint thing, the reason I'm not surprised is this is a, um, but this is really an assessment of who you consider to be an ally versus who you consider to be an, an enemy. So when I look at government and the poor and African-Americans, minorities in general, I kind of, I'm not surprised by how it behaves toward those people. It's, it's a clear cut history of how um, government treats African-Americans. So that's not a surprise to me when it continues to happen. It's sad, but not a surprise. But I, the RZA was always, it, it, you know, I perceived as an ally of real hip hop or, or African Americans, um, you know, true real hip hop or everything he did. And like you all were saying, he presented himself. What he's now criticizing is who he is was. Who he was, and apparently, to the he's core. Not I mean, it's not like, yeah, I mean, he is not. Uh, uh, Kanye West here, where he's maybe a moderate rapper, and Kanye hasn't even done stuff like this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where he or, or Tribe or Quest, where they're they're more you know on the on the positive, uplifting kind of. Well, up and Kanye won't remember. He said George yeah, Bush. Yeah, right. Well, that's my point. Right. There's some people who do Chris Rock, for instance, who will come out and say what he got to say. Even Eddie Murphy has been gone on record, uh, making comments like this. So even. The commentary is so blasphemous. I mean, it's not even the action. We're not even going to that. It's just to go that far. Yeah. And it, like, like, like I said, he's talking about himself. It's yeah, just right. That's what's weird. Health and science. Maybe the Rizzo can take um take a page out of this this uh strength coaches book. I mean, I think we a hundred percent talked about the whole fat shaming. Um, well, uh, was it fat shaming, slut shaming? We've definitely, you know, talked about the whole shaming movements that are going on around the world. Um, and you know, fat shaming is huge. And we just had a new year. People generally decide that during the new year they're going to lose weight, but not this woman. She decided to post a picture up of her body as is in a bikini. And just celebrated it all, you know, because this year isn't about losing weight for others. It's about accepting who we are and being comfortable in our own skin. What kind of motivational madness were you listening to? <laughs> you decided to. That's what I got from the article. I'm just giving it to the people. Yeah, and this was this was featured on today. Um, now, just to give more context, she is. Uh, a personal trainer. Yes. She's not fat. She's not fat. Can we point that out? She's. Well, this is 
doesn't this have something to do? Isn't this relative to her industry also? Because yes. it says co-workers. Yes. I believe they were saying her co-workers were kind of... Right. So in that industry, yes, you right. have very fit. And in this picture, she uh, she's not going to... She doesn't have the look of an elite personal trainer. Right. Uh, now, people say if you go to her website, you it's, it's almost like she's a bodybuilder. So there's this whole thing about is she the authentic voice for this whole body shaming thing? Um... I don't know. Ayana, go ahead. I'm not saying anything. I don't think so because as you... Okay, first of all, the picture, she's not fat. It's not like she's some 300-pound woman, you know. Like those yeah. women doing yoga. Exactly. Have. You know, rolling Excuse me? that fat. You didn't see that woman doing yoga. It's a huge movement. Check it out on Instagram. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And she posts her yoga pose of the day. But this woman, to me, she looks like a normal... Not even a normal, because normal would probably be overweight. She looks like a healthy woman wearing a bikini, walking around the beach, having a good time. Um, and I get what you're saying as far as bodybuilding and things of that nature, but what percentage of the community are actually bodybuilders? So within her subset of bodybuilder friends community, yeah, she's probably a whale. Um, but to the average person like myself who struggles to get in an hour of exercise a day, and not eat junk all the time. She looks pretty normal to me, so I don't see anything. There, to me, there's nothing strong or empowering about this picture by any means. Yeah, I mean, just the, if we just look at the dynamics here, she, like we've said several times, was a bodybuilder. That's her way of making a living. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure she's cultivated her life based on that. Um, so people that, I don't know, follow her, I don't know if she's on these, this Facebook. Um, if she's a, personal trainer, bodybuilder, and she's on Facebook, the people that follow her, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they are interested in that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. No, so, I don't agree with that. I think there are plenty of people who follow fitness models and bodybuilders and things of that. Think about, um, I forgot what the woman's name is, who has that uh, workout with Kelly Rowland. Um, but she's a bodybuilder and a fitness trainer. A lot of these people, they, I think they make most of their money from the average person who's just looking for a five, ten minute workout or some recipes here and there. No, that's what I mean. I don't mean they're bodybuilders. Let me, let me clarify. I mean, they're people that are interested in her for that reason. Yeah, that's her image. Her image. Yeah, that's her image, right. That, yeah. that's, that, that's my point. So, if she wants to, in my opinion, change that, it's going to be a transitional period. Because people have expectations when they, they, I mean, especially if you're a pseudo, I'm not going to, I mean, as I say, public figure. If you change something like that, people are going to come for you. They just are. And what happened, um, it happened, it started in 2012. Her, her father passed away suddenly. Right. Uh, she ended a six-year relationship. She injured her back working out. So she, she gained almost 20 pounds. And that's when those remarks started. Um, so... It, the question is, my question is, if you're a fitness professional, mm -hmm. I don't know that that's exactly the same as we're talking about as other people. Right. It's almost like if you're a singer and then you get up on stage and you can't sing anymore, like people might attack you for not being able to sing. They're not so going to be interested just, anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just... I. I I understand all of those hardships she went through and the reasoning behind it, but you're making money off of it. That's right. where I start going, but I don't know where to place this. Well, right? if, her, if, her, if her clients are fine with it, like if we're talking about her colleagues are the ones who are, you know, dry hating maybe yeah. um, on, on her, 
you know, like, does that really matter? Like, as long as her clients, because the thing is, if she's identified a market, that's okay with the fact that she looks, you know, more like the average person, but it's more about loving your body and being fit. Who cares if your colleagues are angry that they gotta, you know, eat 12 protein heavy shakes and you know a day and be in the gym for four hours like if she's found the market that's cool more power to her and 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 her messaging is good too at the end of the day people approach working out a lot of the times from a this will help me look better to other people but if we're talking about just dealing with the outside stuff it ain't gonna help what's going on in you're talking about messaging i mean she wrote a blog post two blog posts called it's hard out here for a fit chick this is what i'm talking about it's like no wait a minute like (laughs) i mean if you are cool if that's if that's your thing fine but she's trying to have it both ways right and 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 and, and whether it's fair or not i'm not saying that i don't really care but i'm saying if you're in a profession if you're in a profession and your colleagues think you're bad at it they're going to call you out it's just so happens that her profession is her colleagues this but I'm just online. She's complaining about people that are online right, through story, right, right? But but it was also her. You know, they somebody called her fat to her face when her colleagues at work, yeah, right, and all of that. So uh, you know, it, it's that's where I start going. I don't know where to place this because it's also uh, people are going to come at you in your own profession if you're bad at what you do, and that's what yeah. they think that you should keep your body up to a certain standard, whether you like it or not. I don't know. But that's the industry. Do you want to change the industry? Well, I mean, go ahead then. I mean, all right. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a healthy amount of hypocrisy in this. I just do. What I don't understand is just the word fat in general. Like, it's this, it's an insult. But, I mean, then there's some people who are fat. I mean, like, I don't understand. It's just a noun like any other word. But the connotation that comes with it, you know, you can't say you can't say fat, but if someone's that's fat, what are you supposed to say? You're just not supposed to say anything. But you're allowed to tell somebody, oh, you look really good or you're skinnier. And I guess it goes, somebody might argue, like, oh, if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say nothing at all. Um, but it's just, once again, if you're putting yourself, if I was marketing myself as some kind of fitness model, and I'm on Instagram, and I'm, it's like me being, oh, okay, I'm a comedian, but everything I post on Facebook or Instagram is something serious about politics and it's mixed messaging. And people right. are like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> and what, if, what if you ain't funny? What are they yeah. going to do to you, Ayana? You know? But to me, funny is something that's subjective. So you can't... So you. I mean, I can tell somebody they're not funny, but that means I don't find you funny. But if you're fat, then I can see that you're fat. Like, but that's no subjective, room. too. That's subjective, that's subjective right. too. But One also... And, 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 and the same as another's. Yeah, and I'm but, not and, saying and, that this woman is fat. Yeah, right. Also, in, in we're talking about comedians, right? There are some comedians that uh, become successful, right? And and the I guess the a lot of the industry, right, doesn't yeah. like them because they don't consider them to be. I will just pretty good at what they do. Talented, yeah. talented or funny, right? So, I, I, look. Yeah, that's my point. I, I don't know where the line is where it's. Right. We talk about body shaming, and we're just talking about you being a personal trainer. I think right. the problem too is a lot of this is emotionally charged and emotionally based, as opposed to somebody who is a politician or something along those lines. Um, even though if you attack somebody's policies or political views, that might be attacking their character as well. But for some reason, when we start getting into physical image and body shapes and things of that nature, especially when it comes to women, that's something that whatever I, I guess. Back. I don't know the history of it, but that's essentially how most of us are, are viewed 
um, you know, how we look has a lot more impact on our standing in society than it does with men, in my opinion. Um, That's true. That's true, yeah. yeah. But also, but, but, even in male personal trainers get yeah. similar treatment. I mean, like the men's health guy, one of the men's health, their top guys, wrote an article talking about how people were coming for him. Um, so that's why I'm, I don't know how much of it is just industry it's, and it's, that's, yeah, that's other stuff. Because right. you, you're, you're exactly right, Ayana. Of course, women have it much harder when it comes to their body images. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know in this case. Like I, that's why it's just a tricky subject to me. Well, whenever this becomes your profession, yeah, then I think it's a little more. Yeah, easy. You, yeah, like you, you said, ask, yeah. you ask to be in this industry. Right, yeah, that's true. So that that's my only question. It's just like if you see a male, if you see a male, you know, body a bodybuilder or trainer, and he balloons, he's going to be right. They're going to be, be your legs are too small. Like like you don't have enough yeah. muscle in your legs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can say that about a fighter. Anything that's physical, and I guess that's the thing about it. What I, what gets me about this woman is I guess she's looking for emotional sympathy because she's been through life. Which all of us have been through life. We've all experienced deaths. We've all experienced breakups from long-term relationships. We've all experienced all of those things, and you gotta keep on going. So he's playing a victim card. Is he is playing a victim card. Business. Airbnb was recently in the news again. They're always in the news, but this time in the news, talking about landlords who have made. $500 million from the Airbnb service. Now, if you don't know what Airbnb is... And that's that's in uh, 12 major metropolitan areas over a 13-month period, that $500 million. Yes. Thank you, analysts. Mm-hmm. And Airbnb is a service where you can essentially run out your available space to somebody. So it's like you are hosting somebody. You can either rent out a room, you can rent out your whole space, or you can share a room with somebody if you if you so choose. Um, it became popular, I want to say about three, somewhere between like in the last three to five years, it really became like a big, um, a big thing. And it wasn't initially, uh, it wasn't initially a tool for landlords at all, but people, um, landlords have decided to get in on the opportunity to make some money from empty, empty units. And it's shifting uh, the market a little bit and people aren't okay with that. Yeah, now in, in what you're saying with shifting the market, because what, what happens is this, if landlords are on this service, Airbnb, so they have these spaces that would be available for rent that are now no longer available for rent. Instead, they're just getting money off of it from Airbnb. And what happens is if you're then looking for an apartment, there's less inventory and it's basic supply and demand. If you have fewer apartments available to rent, the rents go up. And in certain cities, it's illegal to do it. Like in San Francisco, it's illegal for uh, people to have to sublease, sublet their places uh, year round. Because some of these places, the the landlord has no occupant whatsoever, and that's illegal. So that's the question. You know how they're using this to uh, make more money and to harm other people, uh, especially when it comes to paying rent in certain places. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know 
exactly how much of a dent this is making because this study does come from the hotel industry. We do have to say that. <laughs> um, so then it's like, well, that's their competitor because the hotel people are like, well, they need to be hotels if you're doing that. Yeah, they don't like Airbnb. They've never, right. the hotel industry has always been against them for obvious reasons. Right. So, and then there are also these uh, landlords who have multiple units and all of this on the market. So it gets into uh, technical stuff, but that's the overall problem if there is one. Is this kind of like is this kind of like with Uber versus the traditional taxi cab service? This is a similar yeah, kind of battle. Right. Yes. Okay. Same concept. They don't own any inventory. Right. <laughs> they just they're the intermediary to to facilitate the service. Right, and like the taxi people would talk about not only the medallion costs, mm -hmm. but also congestion. They would say that about Uber, you know, leading to congestion. To me, that's not quite the same because it ain't rent. Right, Sorry. right, right, and, right. And I'm yeah. This that reminds was... me of last week when we talked about the leftovers. So this is the equivalent of the leftovers. Alright, I'm thinking So restaurants are going to be very upset <laughs> to see that a few years from now when that leftover business really comes into play. Restaurants are going to be very upset that, you know, people are confident in the leftover business, huh? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's the same to me. This, just, this is just what seems to be happening. It seems like yeah. Yeah. Is people are finding ways to go around them and, right. you know, well, that's, that's $9.4 billion in investment capital and on demand um, ventures right now. So, like, when you're talking about that much money just in seed money, yeah. 9.4 billion in seed money for on-demand people are coming with stuff every day and i mean uber airbnb they're the pioneers of that space you know they're the people right. that made us believe that wow this this can actually work doesn't always work let's caution everyone <laughs> that is true <laughs> uh, because in august the new york times did a piece on an airbnb horror story where a 19 year old uh, guy went to madrid Spain, and in his uh, Airbnb, he actually shared the space with the owner of that space. Now he claims that she she came for him physically. Um, she, she or, well, and, and the question is also her gender because we don't maybe there's this whole thing about exactly what her gender was, but I'll just say she. Um, and he, because of the Airbnb policies, they, his, he called his mother to tell her that he was in trouble. The mother contacted Airbnb because since he was in this space with the woman, he couldn't get access to his stuff. So was, you'd have to read the whole story. I'm not going to go through it. So the mother calls Airbnb and says, can you call the cops? Can you get somebody uh, sent over there to check up on him? And they said, no, we can't do that. That's not our policy. Okay, now he says he finally got out of the place by lying to the woman, saying he had some friends he had to meet up with, and if he didn't meet up with them, they would get suspicious and call some people. So he got out that way. So all of that to say, vet the people that you're going to Airbnb with, and if they're going to be in the space with you, you may want to rethink it. Which is very common, because I know a lot of comic friends who Airbnb their place and they sleep on the couch while they're people get their um their rooms really one, yeah one guy actually told me that his roommate rented out his room too and he had to end up sleeping in the bathtub 
wow. People are, I mean, they, they're, they're not, I mean, I would be, like, uncomfortable. I mean, I'm sure the people don't care, I and guess. you know what's um, funny? Because there's a, there's a, another service called Couch, couch Surfers, where people literally, like, just give away or, like, let people use their sofa, where that's what they do. I know someone who did a whole tour of um Europe, and that, that's the only service they use. That, and that you know, a lot of people, a lot. I mean, you lot. are really trusting. Well, a lot of people say, oh, it's great. You get to meet folks in the community. Um, people love using that word, the community. Um, but I, I don't think it's for people like us. I'm not sleeping on a stranger's couch. I don't know what your bathroom looks like. I don't know your rodent or your insect situation um, or your situation. And I'm just not interested. You guys have to trust. We have to, I think we have to learn on our, on our podcast what we want to give away to ourselves and to the listeners. What happened to don't talk to strangers? I mean, really... <laughs> the community the community is my goodness if the place is messy if they those people people are very very vocal if you read a lot of the comments from airbnb you read the comments from couch surface they will let you know what we don't care about stacy dash let us know (laughs) what she thought (laughs) about all of this segregation um that the black people are asking for nowadays. <laughs> so um, this is this is going to lead us into the what we don't care about section. Last week we talked about the uh, Oscar So White hashtag that uh, got rebooted because of the the uh, the Oscar nominations being released and there not being a black person in sight in any of the major categories. So of course we got to reach out to the to the black community and ask them. How do they feel about it? And they always find somebody. I mean, the RZA, the RZA stop eating meat because animal stops <laughs> matters too. And mm-hmm. Stacey Dash believes that um, BET, nor Black History Month, should exist. You know, because what do we need any of that stuff for? This is America, and we're all Americans. Right. Um. Let me uh, get the photo what she said. Let me do uh, that. Uh, <laughs> We have to make up our minds. Either we want to have segregation or integration. If we don't want segregation, then we need to get rid of channels like BET and the BET Awards and the Image Awards, which come from the NAACP, where you are only awarded if you are black. If it were the other way around, we would be up in arms. It's a double standard. Just like there shouldn't be a Black History Month. You know, we're Americans, period. That's it. Unquote. Uh, where would you like to start with that? Roland Martin had a great piece on this where he called out, yeah, he called out everything she said. Uh, Include Roland Martin. He's the host of TV One's, uh, what I forgot what it's called. I've been on it. That's Does that. TV One count? Yeah, well, TV One is a black, it's owned by Kathy oh, Hughes. Wait a minute. A lot of different, so he called it out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, he actually tweeted back at her, um, can we have our check back, along with a picture of her in the game, the, the TV show. The yeah, game, the, I think BET's account, right? Yeah, they, asked, they literally tweeted back at her, can we have our check back? And um, but Roland Martin did a, a piece where he called out, he showed literally all the black magazines that she's on the cover of. And there, I guess there had to be at least 10 of them. That um, he highlighted, not even a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah almost all of them, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she's yeah, all those different magazines as well as basically, you know, you've been eaten off of these networks and um, opportunities that you want to shut down. So 
you know, do your research before you start making ignorant comments. Well, yeah, she's a, da- a darling of the black community. I mean, as far as the, right. But yeah. what Roland Martin missed, yeah. <laughs> right, is the inaccuracies. Yeah, yes. that's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. So, see, the fix from the Washington Post does a good job of that, and you looking at those two articles actually will give you the whole picture. Um, because excuse all of us, Stacy. Um, the BET Awards has both awarded and nominated non-black people. Mm-hmm. N- and and they just did a look over the last three years. Because last <laughs> year, uh, Sam Smith won. Right. Sam Smith. Angelina Jolie has been nominated multiple times and others. Justin Timberlake. We Eminem. The list, the list goes on and on. Eminem. The Image Awards. Yeah. The Image Awards, actually, their rules have nothing to do with just being black. Uh, they were created to recognize the outstanding achievements and performances of people of color in the arts, as well as those individuals or groups who promote social justice through their creative endeavors. We already mentioned that she was in the game, okay? And then, you know, she she actually wanted to go back at BET after they said, uh, can we have our check back? Uh, and, And go, well, nobody watches it. What? Okay, nobody, nobody. Well, why were you on it in the first place? Wow. Like, and, and, and you know what? The Image Awards also. We're talking Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, um, Bono. Yeah. I want to point out that Roland actually did point this out as well too. Al Gore. I mean, we're talking Al Gore. Yeah. I mean, so Al Gore in, in AAC. I mean, uh, I believe was a, at least a nominee or received an, an Image Award. Yeah, maybe. But but again, the, the, you're right about Roland Martin. But the fix it goes really into detail. Okay. If you want the full history of it, um, it's just I I don't even know what to say there. Now everybody remember she is a Fox News contributor, which is where she's yes, yes, Stacey Yes, yes, she's a Republican. Yeah. She is a Fox News contributor. This is not the first time she said statements that make no sense. She had spoken out against uh, equal pay pay for women and all of that. Um, well, her cousin uh, I saw. Had some a little something to say about it. Talk about oh, Damon Dash. Yeah, Damon Dash. Yeah, yeah. What do you have to say? <laughs> Basically, it's annoying having a cousin like that. He didn't go too. That's all I saw. That's funny. Yeah, but I mean, she look. She's not the sharpest tool in the shed for in the first place. Well, that's not why she was hired in any of those. I mean, as we well, saw from yeah, all those magazines yeah. she was on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Yeah, it's just like okay, it, whoever's paying you, I guess is going to be okay. So now they're no longer paying you. Look, they are dropping like flies. I had a crush on Stacey Dash. <laughs> the Tom Fool of the Week. You may have thought that Stacey Dash would have made our Tom Fool this week. But there were some people. <laughs> well, you know what? Before you go into that, for Tom Fool, we want to keep it a little light. Like, you know. Yes, we have. We don't want our blood to be boiling. With any more of these Tom Fools, we need something we can have a good laugh at. Uh, Stacey Dash didn't fit that criteria, neither and the did Reza, the Rizzo as well, right? But we don't want to end on such a sour note. Yeah. <laughs> look, look at that, giving us some some texture to our yeah. Tom Fool section. I like it. So, Tom Fool, <laughs> Tom Fool of the week this week. Now, it's these people in the streets. I'm sure you guys have, you know seen videos of polls, people being asked questions. One of the popular ones um, 
a little while ago was uh, the Obamacare versus the Affordable Care Act, where people were totally against Obamacare, but totally loved the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, <laughs> they have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we go back to, to the streets again, and we got to make these people who thought that uh, Judge Judy was part of the Supreme Court and um, what was a Supreme Court justice and thought that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. recently endorsed Donald Trump. But these these guys are are Tom fools. Shut up and sit down. When it comes to the poll about Judge Judy, we have to set it up because some people have come out and said, well, it's also how they set up the poll. Mm. I hear that, but I also don't. But here's, <laughs> here's what happened. The poll question was this, which of the following people serves on the US Supreme Court? And then they get five options. <laughs> okay. Uh, one option was Elena Kagan. Another was Lawrence Warren Pierce, John Kerry, Judith Scheinlin, and refused to people who didn't answer. Judith Scheinlin? Okay. Now, who is Judith Scheinlin? <laughs> she sounds Jewish. Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy. Yes. Now, now, they're going, well, people don't know that. That's I'm... nice. But <laughs> looking at this list, if you don't know Elena Kagan is the Supreme Court Justice, then something is wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. something is wrong. And, and yeah. I understand everybody doesn't know everything. Um, you know, Bernie's going to have a revolution. They uh, helped you do that, though. Yeah, you the can't have a revolution. Too, wait a minute, wait a minute, Scout. You can't have a revolution, okay, without knowing how things work. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know who's on your Supreme Court, you might want to start there. Now, to be fair, it was 9.6% of the college grads graduates who chose Judge Judy, Judith Scheinle. Okay, uh, where uh, 61.6%. 61.6% chose the correct one, Elena Kagan. Did they um, give a total number of participants? Did I don't have that, that here. Oh, no, okay. I don't see it in, in on the Huffington Post article. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I mean, so you're sitting there and you go, okay, Judith Scheinlin. John Kerry got 5.5%. Lawrence Warren Pierce, who does seem like a Supreme Court justice name, he mm-hmm. is the judge, but not on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. uh, 21.7%. So it's just all about where people just say dumb things, they think dumb things, but now to go to MLK Jr. supporting Donald Trump. So Jimmy Kimmel, of course, had a lot of fun with this. He sent his guy on the street to ask people, what do you think about Martin Luther King Jr. supporting Donald Trump for president? And people just accepted the premise. Mm-hmm. See, that's another problem with accepting the premise and going along with all kinds of crazy, ridiculous responses to that. Martha's Vineyard was brought up. Malcolm X supporting Hillary was brought up. Uh, so it's just the, the lack of information in this country. And beyond that, the lack of critical thinking. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Wildcard. What you got to say? Just on the poll... The, the where we had um, Judith Scheinlin, um really with the 9.6 percent, etc., etc. What I just wanted to say is the poll helps you to the answer. It's not like they're asking you to name 
Supreme right. Court justices. Mm -hmm. They have given you an A, B, C, D, and E. Okay, and really all you have to know is who isn't on the Supreme Court to get this one right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there are two obvious ones. John yes, Perry John got five Perry. and a half percent for goodness sake. I mean, look. I mean, now, and, and, most and, people got it right, though. Most they people did, 61%. Yeah, but look, Judge Judy ain't turning over, uh, overturned the Citizens United, folks. Okay? <laughs> like 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 Bernie wants y'all to, you know, <laughs> like what you all to believe. And John Kerry, Lawrence Warren Pierce, as we talked about, okay, yeah, at least he's a judge. But, you know, it's not like this. I just don't want people thinking this is some open-ended. Like, if I walk up to someone and say, hey, name three Supreme Court justices. Right. Okay, they should yeah. be able to do that, too. Hey, I'm giving, that. A, listen, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> this is, you know, we're trying to be upbeat. Do we all know the Supreme Court justices? I don't. Oh, see, Tom Foolery. Tom Foolery. Wait, wait a minute. I know enough of them. I, I know all of them. <laughs> what constitutes as enough? I know, I think First of all, I, I need y'all, if y'all are going to uh, quiz me I think I know all of them. Podcast, I need y'all to give me a heads up. Right, heads I think I, up. I, I no, no I these I people didn't have a heads up. Yeah, they never had a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think how many I know. <laughs> Process of elimination? You yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem, yeah. But everyone <laughs> knows Clarence Thomas. Scalia, Clarence Thomas. Um, uh, uh, I mean, what's the name that, um, did the whole dog Supreme Court, so. Yes. Who was it? Uh, uh, what's the guy at the show? I can't think of it now. Oh, John Oliver? He did yeah. it. Yeah. John uh, Oliver. Ginsburg. That's, that's Scalia. Uh, Scalia. Yeah, um, we said Uncle Tom. Uh, uh, uh Sotomayor. Yes. Um. So wait, let's see who we have. We have Thomas, we have Scalia. We right. have, you said... Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yep. You said Sotomayor. Sotomayor, that's, that's four. Um, uh, Kagan. Kagan, yes. That's five. Mm. I think I'm forgetting someone. Forgetting. Chief Justice Roberts. Roberts, there we go. And Alito, remember him? And Alito. What's your pointees? Right. Who's the swing guy? Anybody remember him? He has a famous last name. No. Kennedy. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Right. But the point is I this. The point is this. <laughs> and what, who's the ninth? Wait, we're missing one. That's Rehnquist, right? Rehnquist. I said I could get most of them. <laughs> but the point is this. If you, and back to my point, right. If you look at this, this poll question, there's no way you should be messing that up. <laughs> no, not Rehnquist. Rehnquist is dead. We're missing one, though. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, we missing one. But the, that, the, the point is, this it really uh, supports what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. When nobody's asking you to do this, they're giving you a list of people, and the, the answers are absurd. Except for one, it's a standard, run-of-the-mill test. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Multiple-choice test ads. And one of them, an E, at 1.6 refused. <laughs> and these are, these are college graduates, right? Total, it was 5% that abstained. I don't know why you would refuse. Because they didn't know. They were like, look, I just, I don't know. We, uh, it's Breyer. That's the last one. So we have all nine. Okay. Now everybody knows. Yeah, Maybe yeah. we should petition Schoolhouse Rock. Yep. Here we go. Give us something on. Coming back to that. <laughs> <laughs> to give us something on these justices. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Ayana, you want to weigh in on, on the Tom Fools this week? No, because they might try to quiz me over there. But oh, you the did MLK know that. 
I mean, I knew Judge Judy wasn't. Yeah. What about what about Martin Luther King Jr. Oh well, I'm I I don't even know what to say about. I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping it was good TV editing and somebody was like, oh well, if MLK were actually this is what I would say, and they cut off that whole thing that I just said. That's what I'm hoping for. I have trust in the people. The comedian is positive. Yeah, obviously. Positive person. Trust trust in the people. I mean, if you, if anyone, well, if anyone looks at this video, um, there was one woman in particular that really laid it on thick. I mean, she knows where it was. That's the. It was a question where they modified it, I believe, where he said Malcolm X is supporting Hillary. Hillary. So, so MLK came out for Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump, right? And apparently, Malcolm X has a house in Martha's Vineyard with. Hillary Clinton, is that right? Their neighbors, I believe. This woman had this entire story. Yeah, yeah. the brother. The brother lives next door. She has oh, yeah. that. But Malcolm X did, because that's Malcolm why. Yeah, and Hillary. Yeah. Yep. So did they, yeah, did they check her in afterwards? Because she clearly has problems <laughs> that are beyond this question. Oh. Look, um, the comedian is on y'all's side. I'm not. Look, the comedian is. I'm not about intelligent shaming people. That shaming. This isn't shaming intelligence. It's intelligence shaming. You just got this. <laughs> don't want to say. Right, I don't know. I mean, you. It doesn't have a good ring to it, but you get what I'm saying. You can't dumb shame people. There it is. Okay. Well, you know, hey. You can't dumb shame people. The end. This is going to wrap it up for our week of the zeitgeist it is snowing on the east coast if you guys don't know the supreme court justices you can google them maybe take a little time and learn them you could also google mlk jr know that he was dead probably about 50 years at this point Learn almost yeah 1960 <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting there we're getting there black, you know, black black history um you know and understand um you know just just take the time it's snowing Got hot chocolate. Um, hopefully, that's a good <laughs> inside thing. Read up and catch up on episodes of the Zeitgeist. Suppose you know it's cold and you're not outside. Oh, that's just that one, unfortunately. Um, anyway, thanks again for joining us. Our nutty little bunch that we got here every Sunday for you guys. Check us out at dailydynamic.com or on social media at Dynamic Daily. <laughs> Look, it's a weekly struggle, but if you get it out. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week, we will talk to you soon. Listen to the Zeitgeist every Sunday at dailydynamic.com.